Hello and welcome to It's Lit, where all things literary live at the root. I'm Maisha Kai, Managing Editor of The Glow Up, and today we have the incredibly funny and talented Yvonne Orji on the show. Now, most people are familiar with Yvonne from her role as Molly Carter on the HBO hit show Insecure, which begins its highly anticipated fifth and sadly final season this Sunday, October 24th. It should be noted that Yvonne has already garnered one primetime Emmy nomination and four Four NAACP Image Award nominations for what has become her breakthrough role. But what many people might not realize is that Yvonne, whose first stand-up special, Mama, I Made It, debuted on HBO in 2020, was a stand-up comedian for years before landing in that spotlight. Now, Yvonne is telling that story and more, bringing her talents to the written word with her new book, Bamboozled by Jesus, How God Tricked Me into the Life of My Dreams. And let me tell you, even for a self-proclaimed heathen like myself, it was a fun and inspirational ride. Now, I had a blast talking with Yvonne. She truly is an entertainer to her core, and you can hear it in her voice. We discussed so much, from her faith, to finding her way in the entertainment industry, to how she chose to approach the writing of this book, and I genuinely enjoyed it all. So I won't keep you from it any longer. Please enjoy my conversation with Yvonne Orji. Yvonne, welcome to It's Lit. <laughs> and it is. It is. It is. This is a fair assessment of uh, the title. It is lit in the streets. What's poppin'? It is lit. And I'm so excited to have you here. Um, you know, uh, first of all, obviously, everybody knows you from Insecure. We're so excited that you're starting the sixth season. You're dope. Molly is dope. <laughs> you know, like I think this is very exciting for me. And on several levels, I'm excited to have you on the podcast, which we're going to talk about soon. But we do have an icebreaker that we do every episode of It's Lit, uh, which is to ask our writers, since this is a podcast that's about Black writers, Black thought, Black books, is there uh, a book or books that has been groundbreaking for you, that was inspiring to you, that made you want to write what would that book or books be? The author that I am so addicted to right now is Yaki Yassi. Oh, um, yes. 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 Homegoing and Transcending Kingdom. I literally read that book maybe like a week while I was writing my book and filming a movie. <laughs> and I still, that's how you know, I'm like, I made time to read this. Um, <laughs> and it, it, her writing is just so beautifully nuanced and so poignant and uh necessary and it it's just like wow somebody can really have a master on not only the like language but how language pulls at our hearts and our minds and like it's so visual when you read her writing I agree and we've had yeah on the podcast so I love that because you I'm not even sure this might be the first time that one of our one of our featured writers has cited another writer as their fa- one of their favorite books. That's actually very Ooh. exciting. Yes, I'm sure she would be excited. <laughs> yes, uh, I understood I, the assignment and I passed. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> no, I I totally agree with you. I think Yaz's writing is it is transcendent. So there you go. And I have to say, I was really I don't know what I expected. You know, I had seen um, obviously I watched you in Insecure. I had seen Mama, I made it. But I also was, you know, with this book, Bamboozled by Jesus, How God Tripped Me into the Life of My Dreams, yeah. which came out in May. 
So we are we are interviewing you after the fact, but you know, it's, it's okay. Right. It lives on. Okay. Books live on forever and ever and ever. <laughs> That's what I love about them. That's what I love about a book is that they do live on forever. And I also think, obviously, you know, we're interviewing you as Insecure enters its final season. And Oof. while we listen, we hate to see you go, but we love to see you walk away, as they say. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I, I think this is an exciting time to talk to you, you about this. I don't know what I expected from your first book, but I, I definitely was like, oh, oh, okay. You know, you and I have something in common in that we are we were both raised Catholic. We went in different directions with our spirituality. I kind of went in the like, I'm spiritual, but not religious direction. And you really committed to Christianity in a different way. And this book is a lot of things. It's, it's, an, it's, it's definitely an inspirational tome. I wasn't sure what to expect from it. But I actually got into it. So why was this the book that you wanted to write as your offering to the world? Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, I'm growing and elevating in real time. And for me, I felt like I'd reached the end of a chapter in my life and that I know a lot of other people are either in the process of being in or trying to figure out how to get through. And for me, I always hated when you ask somebody who's like made it to any like successful level, like, you know, so, you know, what was it like, like before, like, you know, and, you know, they're just like, well, you know, you started from the bottom, fam. Now we here. (laughs) Okay. Well, (laughs) I get that. And that's cool. But like, when you weren't here, what did you do over there? And they're like, hey, man, you know, (laughs) we made it. Okay. (laughs) I I can have a conversation with you. (laughs) Like, I'm, I'm unable to talk to you. And for me, I'm still in awe that I'm here because I never dreamt of being here. You know what I mean? Like, I just was minding my business. (laughs) I'd go about my life and God was like, hey, you over here, uh, I got some plans for you. And those plans sounded great until you start living them. And you're like, this is some trash. I got to go through all of this to get to that. You can have these plans, Jesus. But I knew like, what if there's something really dope on the other side though? And I just stick it out (laughs) just a little bit longer. And in real time, I'm telling you, like being vulnerable and open, like, yeah, there was sometimes it sucked. There were sometimes I was like, Jesus, you can stab yourself. Okay. If if the cross didn't kill you, I'm about to, you know, and just and just <laughs> and, and, and 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 being real, you know what I mean? I think like not just as a comedian, but just like I can I have a good relationship, you know, with God where I can be like, you, you, you want thin ice. You want thin ice, fam. And he's like, Am I? Am I really? And I was like, you're right. And so I think for me, it was important to offer, like you said, this right now because it's so fresh. And I didn't know when I was writing this that we would all be in a season where we all felt bamboozled by something. If it's not Jesus, it's COVID, it's the Delta strain, it's something. Something took us off what we thought we were going to be. And because it did, now we are able to reevaluate, revisit, recenter, repurpose, and like, shift and that's that's what then booze about jesus did for me like i was i thought i was gonna be a doctor and then he's like do comedy and i was like because i'm scared um and i don't want to get rejected and then it was like well i got nothing else and i don't want to play church and i don't want to play faith so you know the book is not only just for people who are in the church or people who are of the faith it really is like yo you can get in where you fit in i'm not anybody's pastor i'm not anybody's minister I'm literally a black girl who was like, I found God, he found me. And we rolled this thing out. There were some sucky parts and there were some great parts. 
take from it what you want. And it's not, you know, I, I liken it to say like a DMX <laughs> wrote the Bible. That's kind of what <laughs> this book is like. <laughs> we know you're a huge DMX fan. RIP. Recipes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah. No, I mean, it, it's interesting because again, I, as a former Catholic school kid <laughs> myself, I was like, okay, so what are we going to do with this? What are we going to do? with You know? And I, I mean, I do think there is something for everybody here. And I do think that, um, you know, I, I, I think this book comes at an interesting time. I mean, you touched on the pandemic, you touched on everything we've been going on, going through, excuse me, in the last year. And we are in short supply of inspiration. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I mean, that's the best way to say it. Um, and, you know, I'm thinking about like, some of the things you you walk us through here in terms of your own journey, it does seem so kind of like otherworldly, but really when I kind of put it in context for myself, when contemplating this book, it, it feels like you're talking about the kind of everyday miracles that we don't always acknowledge and we don't always value um, as they're happening. And whether or not, you know, you're faithful or not, I think that those are always lessons worth acknowledging. I don't know. I, I it, it, That was what I took from it, where I was kind of like, oh yeah, like how, how often are we expressing gratitude for, as you say, the tough times, the, 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 the trials. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the book is definitely set up for anybody in a transition. And I, again, I didn't know we would all be in a transition, but it, I was the thinking same. like college <laughs> to you know, college to the real world or, mm-hmm. you know, transitioning from like corporate America to like creative work. And, you know, like in my mind, it was that or like single to married, mother to, you know, like whatever. And in it, yeah, like I, I find it fascinating, especially when people are people of faith that like they believe that in the big moments, that's when that's when their faith is going to be activated. When they when the little moments, they just kind of like, ah, we're good, we're good. But Lord, I need you now. And it's like, what the heck? Wait, wait a minute. Now you think your faith is going to be so? That's like going to the gym on day one of a new workout and be like, give me two hundred fifty pounds off rip. No, fam. Like, I, I feel like we all do that, though. <laughs> no, we do. We all do. And that's why you, you. That's why that those moments of just being like, thank you, God, for this paint. You know what I mean? Like, I it was important for me to have my wall brown <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like it was a desire and like sometimes we just like we were like okay god i want to be married by 27 it's like okay but did you release your faith for just paint <laughs> on sale you know what i mean it's just like sometimes we don't think that that's important like god is not he doesn't care about the little things like you know he i love when it's, it's, it's so funny to me when people are like you know i know that god is busy and he's you know he has bigger uh miracles to take care of i'm like what are the bigger miracles? My everyday life, like he knows the number of hairs on my head. So he took time to count every strain. I think he's he's invested. He's all in. So if it's a parking spot or like, you know what, God, like, I don't even know what I want for lunch. <laughs> like, make it plain. <laughs> and if I roll up to this joint, please don't let there be a line because I'm not even, what? You know, like, ah, like, it's just those moments of just like, Yo, and you know, you can attribute that to just luck or attribute it to whatever. For me, in my own situation, I'm just like, yo, God, you be looking out for him. Like, I want to I wanna let you know I appreciate the heck out of you. And that sets me up to know, like, if he cares about this, when I do come to him with that, 
I know he can do it. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You know, it's interesting because obviously you work in an industry and in even an area. I mean, I think people think of like Hollywood and the kind of industry career that you have, the kind of career I've had. And it's like, this is, I don't know, there are some people who call it a godless industry. (laughs) And there are other people who are like, you know, where do you find that? Like, it's so, it's it's just not built for that. And so I I think one of the things I found really interesting about what you did here is that you, you made a space for this thing in the mm-hmm. middle of this thing that so many people call godless. <laughs> I mean, do you, uh, do you see that? Do you feel that? Did you feel that you needed to kind of create that space for yourself or did you find it created itself for you? You would be surprised how many people of faith are in Hollywood. I, I think I, love I, don't, it. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned it. It may have been one that I cut out, but I'll never forget going to a major studio for an audition and it was, I was meeting with a casting director and I walk in, I didn't want, I was, I, I was so tired. I think I was doing press for Insecure. I was traveling. This was like at least two and a half, three years ago. And I just was like, why do they have me on this general? Like, I don't even know, like I'm, you know, driving to the lot trying to figure out, okay, what does this man cast? Like, it's just, I was just mad. And then um, I get there thinking we're going, you know, we're going to talk about how much I love their movies and you know what I think the three, all the things. She shuts the door and he was like, so I hear you're Nigerian. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So we start talking about being Nigerian. And he's like, I also hear that you're a person of faith. And I'm like, I am. And this is a white gay man who is like, I love the church. I have had issues with X, Y, and Z, et cetera, et cetera. By the end of the meeting, we are praying. <laughs> we are praying. We laughed, we cried. I never got a job from him. But I was just like, if this <laughs> is the whole reason that I was there, like, God bless it. Like, I'm out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just, it was just a moment. And we still friends. We text every once in a while. We had lunch. And it was just like, what just happened? I didn't want to come to this meeting. And God, no more. Like, I don't know that he's ever had a general meeting like that before or since and it's those moments that remind me like god your kids are everywhere (laughs) your kids are everywhere like you you plant them everywhere and so I'm so glad that I didn't shy away from like my faith because people ask me all the time the question that I get asked most is like how are you able to balance like you know your faith and like your industry and I'm like I didn't I didn't know I had to choose you know what I mean like I didn't know I had to choose being fully authentically me and also this thing that God told me to do. Like, I- I'm also not going on sets like, 
if you don't say Romans 10, it's like, nah, I'm not, I'm not processing. I'm not crazy. I'm not. Because I think so many people who are so forward facing in such a staunch, un-nuanced version of faith, I think, I think they lose people because it's just like, there's more, like there's more to it. And, you know, and I, and not to be like, we watered down the gospel. That's not what I'm saying, but like, I know people who are like that. And it's like, but you, you got a stank attitude. People are not trying to hear about God from you. Not because they don't care about God. You're just not a great vessel. (laughs) You know what I mean? And and, and that's not even shading, but it's just Mm -hmm. like, I I want them and I don't want to hear about it from you because you're turning me off. And I think more people, when they see like your heart, when they see your kindness, when they see your genuine nature when they see you showing up on time when they see like when they just see god in the regular things that they ask me to do then they will be more open and receptive to the like oh, okay cool yeah i guess i'll come to church like i'm not on set like you want to come to church with me you know i am like hey yo you good you need prayer like i got you if you do like or if you don't like you just need someone to listen to like it's just no pressure there's no pressure with me and i, I think that's how god rocked it it's a really, I think it's a refreshing way to look at it, to be honest. Like, cause I do think that, I do think that there's sometimes can be a lot of pressure with it. And I do think that you're offering something in a very accessible way, which leads me to my next question. Cause you also chose to write this book in a very kind of like casual vernacular, right? Like it's like very, I'm spelling things. I want to spell them. There's acronyms or this, it's the good book. Like, you know, it's like all those kind of things. And I was like, huh. <laughs> like, you know, it's very millennial, I think. It's very young, the voice. What was what was behind that choice in terms of voicing it in that way? It's almost kind of like, I'll, I'll answer the question in a few different ways. So okay. like, when I first started acting, most young actors do this. They, they put on an acting voice. And it's like, how dare you say that? And it's like, we, no one talks like that. Like, if they do, we have questions. <laughs> you know, it's like they feel like they have to enunciate every line and hit every T and it's so intense and it's awkward. <laughs> but when you rest in like, this character is you now and you're one with the character. And so like, how would you say this normally to a friend? And then you just like, hey girl, you know, I, just, I don't think that that's cool. That's when you know you're not acting anymore. That's when you know you're being. And when I started the book, I wasn't the me that I am now. And the book took me on a journey to finding my voice. Because at first, you know, it's like, again, people don't know that I'm a comedian. And it's just like, you know, like, okay, I know they know I love God, but like, I'm not a pastor and I I don't want to be. So, but like the people who wrote books about God are pastors. And so like, do I need to sound like T.D. Jakes? He uses big words, man. Like, I mean, I got two degrees, but like, T.D. Jakes be reading and writing. And I'm like, ah, I don't want people to have a thesaurus when they're reading my book. And it's like, I love T.D. I love this, this, this word. And I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. And then I was just like, okay, well, you know, I want to, I really want to be hopeful and inspiring, but like, you know, who else does that? And it's like, Joel Osteen does that. But I'm like, I don't want, I don't it's so saccharine that, you know, so I'm just kind of like, well, what, what does this black girl from Nigeria who loves DMX and God, how would she say it? You know, like, and it, it, it took me a journey because it was like, it's so easy to be like, but it has worked for TD and Joe. All their books, you know, sell millions of copies. And and 
And this is my first one. So it's like, it would be easy to just emulate what's already out there. And then I stopped and I was like, but you're, you're the first you that ever was. So then how would you say it? And for me, I wanted the book and the audio, I wanted the audiobook to sound like a podcast and not like an audiobook because I'm like, you can tell when someone's reading. And I wanted it to just sound like I'm having a conversation with you. And I wanted people to get the fun and faith combo package with the book. And so that's why I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna write it like how I talk. <laughs> and it may turn some people off. It may, I got two degrees, so I have nothing to prove to anybody. I have a whole master's degree from the George Washington University. So I'm smart. I'm an Emmy nomination. I mean, you're, you're, you're very accomplished. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm not trying to prove to people like I can spell or I can, you know, I'm yes. like, I'm, I'm good. And so for me, I'm, you know, people think of me as like the best friend in their head or whatever. So I'm just like, I'm going to write it like I am talking to a good friend. And when I talk to my friends and when I give them advice, this is how I sound. And I think, you know, I think that's interesting because I, I, you know, again, obviously all I do is interview writers on this podcast and everybody has such a unique voice, but you also are taking on some very magical journey in this book that started less than a decade ago. And, you know, I know the last decade of my life has been very interesting arc and Yours even more so with both the start and now the finish of Insecure and, you know, pitching your own series, like all these things that are happening. Granted, what we know is that most people's arcs are not going to be like that. (laughs) But but I also think it's so interesting to kind of take this in the space of like belief and faith, because I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that is the overarching thing here Mm -hmm. that you're trying to express is this idea of faith. Um as you say, things were a little different when you started this book. How are you feeling now about this faith journey, given like, you know, obviously the way the climate has changed tremendously from the time mm-hmm. that you accepted this deal, started this book, did this yeah. whole thing? Yeah. I mean, like, how how does that feel now? I actually think the book was meant for such a time as this, right? Because when I when I started it, you know, for me, in my mind, I was like, okay, this is going to be my trifecta year, 2020. I was like, yeah. So I might have Insecure. Okay, we got the Emmy nod. Okay, we got the Mama I Made It HBO Comedy Special. And then we're going to have the number one New York Times bestseller. Like, it was just going to be my trifecta <laughs> year. And Cal was like, oh. We, had, we all had 2020 vision, honey. We all had it. We did, yes. <laughs> but I think the book makes more sense on the, on the side of, we all know what it's like for our plans to not work out. And so when you get a book like Bamboozled by Jesus, it probably registers a little bit more because we all know what it's like (laughs) for our dreams to not work out. So when I'm crying on Sunset Boulevard and yelling at God, like, kill yourself, fam. That's a visceral feeling when you're like, my wedding is being postponed to when? I don't want to hear a faith cliche right now. I don't want, what? I'm being furloughed? I've given you 20 years of my life. I don't, I'm not here for this right now. And it's easy to stay there. Don't. <laughs> I don't recommend it. But it's easy to be there and to get there. Um, and, you know, you said something earlier when you were just like, you know, the trajectory I had, like everybody won't. And I, I, I stopped for a second. I was like, but everybody can. But everybody can. And, I, and I'm not just saying that. It's like, everybody can. No. When I tell y'all I am not 
that special. Like I'm writing the book. Like I think I started off like I'm a regular, regular, regular chick from Potakot, Nigeria. Like I like to quote Cardi B. And for me, I think I just I had so many setbacks as a kid. You know, when you're when you're bullied, when you literally have no one, right? You're scrambling for like acceptance. You're scrambling for like the meaning of like who you are because you're like going through your formative years being told that you're not beautiful. You're not great. No one wants to be your friend. And you're just like, what the heck? All I did was want to share my lunch with y'all. Like I'm literally just trying to be your friend and you're pushing me away. And so I think the thing that made my journey slash my faith walk so successful was I was so, it was easier for me to do the thing that's so hard for other people, which is God, you got it. Like literally I had nothing else. And so I'm just like, wait, wait, wait. So I know how to follow instructions. I'm a straight A student. God, you say do this, do this, do this, and then like attach to this, or this, 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 this. Okay, you are up. And, and that's not to like oversimplify, like people are going like through some really major situations and not like I wasn't on the brink of like, am I about to be homeless chasing these daggone dreams? You know what I mean? But for me, I was like, one of us is a liar. One of us is going to be a liar. And... <laughs> I, there were several times where I was like, God, it looks like it's you. And it's like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was like, daughter, you're, you're a crazy crackhead. It's fine. I love you anyway. Um, but then in the, in those moments where I, I, I had to be like, okay, well, if it's not him, well, what's going on? And if I'm doing everything, like, could I do something different? What, what is it? And when I, when you stop being so angry and you stop and you like switch the perspective, right? Because you, everyone's going to go through something crazy in life. It's, that's a guarantee. No matter who you are, no matter how much faith you have, you're going to go through dark Several days, dark times. Yes. Yes. It's not going to work out for you. Like I write in the book. I'm like, the joke will bomb. You won't get the scholarship. You'll get the nine. Like you won't get the, like something will happen. And it doesn't matter whether you believe or not. But what does matter is, what you believe in the midst of that. And that's why I have a chapter in there that's called, I may not win, but I always win. And I firmly believe that because it is this thing of, even though it looks like you're catching the L, when you see the whole thing play out and you can't see it in the middle because the puzzle is still being, the picture is still developing, the puzzle is still being, all the pieces aren't there. But in the midst of the pieces not being there, you're like, how are you going to turn this to a backdoor blessing, God? I ask that all the time. I'm like, okay, so what's going to come from this? We've all been there when we're at a game and it's, it's the fourth quarter and you're like, oh, I'm not, let me just go ahead and start walking to the, to the car because everybody's going to leave and I'm going to be stuck. <laughs> like, let me, let me leave now. They not go. And then you go to the car, you walk in and you hear ah! from the stadium. You're like, well, what happened? What happened? What happened? And somebody shot up, somebody shot up a shot that went in. Somebody three pointer, man. <laughs> Sam, somebody <laughs> caught the winning touchdown. And it's just like, you left too soon. Yeah. You left too soon. And I'm, I'm not really, I'm not willing to check out of my life too soon. Nah, fam. Nah. I, I'm going to see how this plays out. It sucks right now, for sure. But I'm still alive. So, again, one of us is a liar. Well, I'm, I mean, I think we're all very excited to see what happens next for you, what we, what, you know, what happens in the, you know, obviously we're in the fourth quarter of Insecure. We know this was yeah. your breakthrough role. This was the thing that brought you to national prominence. Uh, last question. What's next? That's unfolding. 
and here's the here's the best part of it unfolding is that I'm in a in the space where I'm okay with allowing it to unfold without having the answers. When I wrote this book, I was in a season where I like I need to have all the answers. Like God, you got to show it to me, reveal it to me. Like okay, you, okay, this is should we go here or not? Now and God basically was like, <laughs> you talk about being bamboozled. The things that got me to success, he's like, that was cool to get you here. We don't need those anymore. So all those tools that helped you, yeah, you're going to have to like put some of them down, pick up some new ones to get over there. And pick up some new ones was so hard for me because what got me here was my Nigerian hustling grind. My I, I refuse to take no for an answer. I still have some of that, but God is like, yeah, we don't need that no more. Like, I actually want you to win the battle without ever fighting. When I tell you I had so many therapy sessions with my therapist, like, okay, so I prayed for for less. And now um now I now I have it and I feel very lazy. Um and I, I feel like I'm not doing enough in my life. And you know, I, and it was just so uncomfortable getting to a place where you want me to do less and trust that I'll still have everything that's supposed to come to me? No. God, are you sure? <laughs> hey, but this works. And so many of us are, are, are unable to pivot. We're unable to pivot because it's just like, but this, we have proof. This, why do you think there are so many, there are so many sequels and threequels in Hollywood? It worked once. Let's do uh whatever, whatever, part eight. It's like, oh my God. Like, can we tell another story? No. Because it worked once. And so we believe. And the pivot is so hard for people. You know, I wrote this book for people who might need a little bit more hustle and grind to get to their next level. Or even if they feel like they have all the hustle and grind to have now the like a little bit activation behind that. And now I'm in a season where it's like, I got that. Okay, guys, so what's next? I got that. And God was next. And it is such a joy to finally get to a place where I'm like, I'm not tripping because (laughs) if it's going to be good, I have no idea what it is, but it's going to be good. I, I, I love it. And we can't wait. And thank you so much for appearing on the podcast and blessing us with your presence. It's been a joy to watch your journey the last several years. And so we can't wait for what comes next. Appreciate you. And we will see you on HBO. Yes, we shall. (laughs) Bye. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Root Presents It's Lit is produced by myself, Maisha Kai, and Michaela Heck. Our sound engineer is Ryan Allen. Our theme song was penned by yours truly and producer Scott Jacoby. If you like the show and want to help us out, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. 
It really, really helps us out. And we appreciate your feedback so much. Now, if you have any thoughts or feedback, you can always find me on Twitter at Maisha. That's M-A-I-Y-S-H-A and at Maisha Kai on Instagram. And before we go, we always like to talk a little bit about what we're currently reading. Coincidentally, I happen to be reading the work of another comic of Nigerian descent, Jeannie Yashere, who happens to be a good friend of Yvonne Orgy's. Gina's book is called Cack Handed, and it reflects on her upbringing in Britain with Nigerian parents. And it is a really, really fun and in many ways thought-provoking read. Gina's going to be on the show soon, and we had a highly entertaining conversation. You know, it's such an interesting moment in time when we're really getting to hear voices from throughout the African diaspora that we may not have heard in recent years. And I'm really excited for that to be happening, and I'm really excited for you to hear Gina. So we will be with her soon. But in the meantime, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. And you know what to do. Keep it lit.